0: what is good everybody welcome back to another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man back at it again today wednesday january 13th man hopefully all you guys are enjoying your day hopefully all you guys have been enjoying your week so far man of course we're still dealing with coronavirus so please Any chance you get, wash your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from getting on your hands and especially your face. Anytime you are in a public area surrounded by people or a large group crowd or gathering, please wear your mask and then go on about your day and have fun. And of course, the most important thing, if you have any type of sunlight or sunshine, wherever you may be at on this thing we call the earth, please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays on your skin because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list and of course we are still demanding justice for Brianna Taylor, we are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain, we are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake and we are still going to demand justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse police murderings. It simply needs to stop, man. But I hope all you guys are just doing good, enjoying each and every single day, trying to get better, trying to be the best versions of yourself. But let's get right into the news at hand. The breaking news of the day in the nba man and james harden has officially finally been traded to the brooklyn nets james harden has officially played his last game in houston i actually got a chance to watch it it was last night against the lakers where they got embarrassed and harden came out yesterday and pretty much in his post game uh press conference he said this situation is crazy and i do not think it can be fixed and when i first heard that i was thinking like What's the situation? The only situation is yourself. You are the entire situation. The only reason the situation is crazy is literally because of you. It's nobody else in the Houston Rockets organization that's made the situation crazy except for yourself. But nonetheless, it is finally over. I guess the Rockets were tired of dealing with it and they have officially traded James Harden. So let's talk about the the little pieces of the trade and then we'll get right into it. For the Nets, they've officially gotten James Harden. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Cruces, three first-round picks from Brooklyn, and four Brooklyn first-round pick swaps. The Pacers, on the other hand, somehow got involved in this deal, got Karis LeVert in a second-round pick in 2023, and then the Cavs, the final team in this four-team deal, acquired Jared Allen and Torian Prince from the Brooklyn Nets. So, of course, let's start off right with the Brooklyn Nets. If you're a basketball fan, a real basketball fan, you understand this is crazy because legitimately, if all these guys are hot, and I know this is crazy, but if all these guys are having hot nights, meaning Kevin Durant is on fire, Kyrie Irving is on fire, and James Harden are all on fire on one team, they could all go off for 140 points combined. That's how great of a scores that these guys are. and You, you can really make the argument that this is the most offensive firepower of a team in NBA history. And I know we had Kevin Durant playing alongside Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in Golden State, but what this team has, me personally, I'm gonna just be honest like this. I think Kyrie Irving is a better scorer than Steph Curry. Steph is a better shooter than Kyrie, but all around scoring, I gotta give the edge to Kyrie. For Klay Thompson, Klay Thompson is probably better at catching shooting than James Harden, but just like Kyrie with Steph, James Harden is a much better scorer all around than Klay Thompson. Of course, Kevin Durant cancels himself out. But these three guys, man, are literally all three first ballot Hall of Famers. Only one of them doesn't have a championship, which we'll get into in a second. But all these guys can literally score 60 points on any given night just by themselves. All three of them. That's how great of a scorer that these guys are. You do not run into scores like these guys just every day. like They are different caliber type of players. And so my feeling is this. This could either go really, really good for the Brooklyn Nets or it can go really, really bad for the Brooklyn Nets. But either way, I do think they should ultimately end up winning the Eastern Conference. And I say that because I don't necessarily think the Brooklyn Nets got that much better with the acquisition of James Harden. And I know that sounds crazy. Any team that gets James Harden is gonna get better. But in this scenario... Think about this. You have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving on one team, and my gut feeling is still telling me that they still can't beat the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to tell you guys because, well, first of all, I'm going to talk about the Lakers in depth tomorrow and why they're probably going to end up repeating this year. But what I saw from the Lakers last night, they have the best chemistry of most great NBA teams that I've ever seen. Like that's just point blank period. Their chemistry is second to none. They know roles. The roles are defined. Of course the acquisitions of Marcus Saul, Montrez Harrell, and Wesley Matthews are paying off so far. The ascension of Taylor Horton Tucker is a thing that I did not see coming this early in his career, but he's he's here, he's arrived and he's showcasing himself every single night. But the Lakers just have it all down packed. The Lakers are going to be in the NBA Finals, whether people like it or not, this upcoming year as long as we have it. But for the Nets though, because me personally, I've been saying this, the Brooklyn Nets were perfectly fine just the way they were assembled at the beginning of the season with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, of course, is now hurt and he's out for the season. But all the pieces that they had, um, Jared Allen, Landry Shamit, they had a lot of really good pieces. Nick Claxton, the list goes on. That team was perfectly suited to compete with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm not saying they would have beat the Lakers. I still gave the Lakers the edge in that matchup, but with this team now, you gave up a lot of your depth, and forget about your depth. You gave up a lot of your future. You gave up a lot of future first-round picks, and don't get it twisted. You're not running into a player like James Harden you know, every day. Like James Harden is the type of player that only comes around every 10 to 15 years, Like. Let's be honest here. James Harden is a rare breed. But at the same time, though, Kevin Durant already has a championship ring. Kyrie Irving already has a championship ring. And actually, Kevin Durant has two rings. My mistake. Can the Nets get James Harden to buy into what the Brooklyn Nets are trying to accomplish with the prime careers of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Because he's the only one that hasn't sacrificed. If you haven't noticed... Every single great player, in order to win a championship, they must sacrifice to some type of capacity. Whether you're LeBron James with the Miami Heat, whether you're Michael Jordan with Phil Jackson, whether you're Steph Curry with Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant, you must sacrifice. You know, Chris Bosh with the Heat, Dwayne Wade with the Heat, you know, Rajon Rondo with the Boston Celtics, Paul Pierce with the Boston Celtics. You must sacrifice point-blank, period. And up until this moment in time, James Harden has not been willing to sacrifice in order for Houston to be a championship team. And now he's in Brooklyn. He's going to have to buy into what the Brooklyn Nets are trying to teach him because most of those guys, or two of those guys, the superstars that he's playing next to, again, have rings. You don't. It is now your time Forget about numbers, forget about all-star games, even though he's gonna get those. Forget about all these personal accolades. You've gotten almost every single scoring accolade a player could possibly get in an NBA career. It is now time for James Harden to be serious about winning, and that's probably gonna be the most important thing on his mind going to Brooklyn, and he has to be able to sit down, take a step back, and give himself a reality check and say, okay, this is how we're gonna win a championship, and I'm gonna do it with these guys, and I'm gonna buy into the system. The, num- the number one thing is going to be he has to really officially become a shooting guard and playing off the ball. That is going to be the best and most you know, successful way the Brooklyn Nets are going to win this season. Kyrie needs to be the point guard. And it's been kind of cool because in Houston this season with Steven Silas as the head coach, he has been playing off the ball more than he has when Mike D'Antoni was the head coach. So that's good. That, that shows Brooklyn Nets fans hope and that gives them a glimmer of hope. Simple as that. But now, you're going to have to play like Bradley Beal. You're going to have to play like Devin Booker. Some possessions, you're going to have to sit in the corner and not touch the ball because you have two other great scorers playing alongside you in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And he's just going to have to live with that. It's not a big thing. Again, all great players have to sacrifice. James Harden, it is your time to sacrifice. But my biggest thing is with this. When I say it could be either really good or really bad, when I say it's really bad because They gave up Jared Allen. Jared Allen was so important for this team and I don't think people realized it. And I feel like the only opportunity that people would have gotten a chance to actually realize it is if you're watching Brooklyn Nets games every single night or if you're going to watch the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs because Jared Allen is one of the best rim protectors in the league. He's good in the pick and roll, finishing lobs, or just catching the ball in the post and scoring. He's just a a really good defensive presence in general. He's 6'10", he's super athletic, he's bouncy. He is a really good center in this league. And now, think about it now, the best interior defensive players that the Brooklyn Nets have at this moment in time because they still could add a couple players here and there. But right now, their best interior defenders are Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. And that's not what you would love to have as your interior defense because KD is a pretty solid defender, but at the end of the day, he's still skinny. Like he's still able to be bullied in the post. And then DeAndre Jordan, no knocking on him, but he's just older. It's it's just a simple fact of the matter. He's in his last days in the NBA and he's had a a really good career. So they gotta find out, they gotta try and get somebody. They gotta try and get a player in the free agency market or a player that's simply not on a, a roster right now They have to figure it out. I think another thing, too, because with you losing Jared Allen, with you giving up Torian Prince, with you giving up Karis LeVert, and Spencer Dinwiddie being hurt, you need every single person on that bench from Chris Chiosa, Nick Claxton, Bruce Brown, You, I think it's Bruce Bruce Brown or Bruce Bowen, forgive me, he went to the University of Miami, I forget which one it is, forgive me, but... You need your entire bench to take a leap. Your bench has to get better for this team to be the best possible versions of themselves because at the end of the day, even though this Brooklyn Nets team now has three of the greatest scores in this generation and three of the greatest scores in NBA history, Basketball is a team sport. You need all five players on the court playing together in unison with good chemistry and just all trying to accomplish one goal, and that one goal is trying to win an NBA championship you need five players to buy in. So defensively, it's probably gonna be the biggest challenge for him. And KD's not a bad defensive player. James Harden isn't a bad defensive player. That's a that's one of the biggest myths in the NBA. James Harden was only a quote-unquote bad defensive player because he had to do so much on offense. And if he had to you know, assert energy on defense, he wouldn't have enough gas to put the Rockets on his back when they needed buckets down the stretch. And that's just simple as it gets. But now, again, he's not gonna get as many touches as he's been used to for the past eight, nine years when he was in Houston. So he's going to have more energy to do other things. He can play defense. He can play really good defense. He's strong. He knows how to move his feet. But that's going to be a challenge for him. They really have to get not just individual defense better, but another thing is defense is a team thing. You need all five guys communicating, being active, always being aware of where their man is, always being aware of where the ball is. It's a lot of things that go into defense. So they're going to have to lock in and buy in to that end of the floor, man, but it's no doubt this team is really good. My thing is, I just feel like you were already good enough to make the NBA Finals, and you were already good enough to compete against the Lakers, but in today, today's game, you have Anthony Davis for the Los Angeles Lakers. Who on the Nets can possibly guard Anthony Davis? Not not even guard, but who can actually give Anthony Davis a challenge? Because as good as Kevin Durant is, he's 6'11", he's eye to eye with AD, he's still not strong enough to even compete with with AD in the paint. And Kevin Rett's not like a a weak dude. I know he's skinny, but he's still strong. But compared to Anthony Davis, he's not a, a threat to him at all on the defensive end. So the Nets have to really lock down and clamp down on the defensive end. But on the other hand, man, like they legitimately have three of the greatest scores of all time. It should be pure entertainment as long as these three guys are on the court together. And for Kyrie, I'm not concerned about whatever is going on with Kyrie. I hope whatever Kyrie does or ends up doing is what he feels like is in the best interest of his heart and his mind. That's at the end of the day, I care about whatever Kyrie cares about for himself. He is, He's a player, he's given us a whole bunch of really good moments, he has a championship ring, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. He can step down today and be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it in my mind. But I would love to see him compete with this team alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But you're gonna need Joe Harris to play better, Landry Shamit gotta play better. But this team, regardless of what they do, should come out and represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals this year against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers out of the Western Conference. So we'll see what happens, but I am super excited to see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets as the rest of this season progresses. But let's continue on to the rest of this trade. For the Houston Rockets, again, they got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodians Cruces, three first-round picks, and four Brooklyn Nets first-round pick swaps. So, with Victor Oladipo, because it was clear that Victor Oladipo was not happy with whatever was going on in the Pacers' front office, and we need to really question whatever is going on in the Pacers' front office because I just seen an interview a couple months ago on All the Smoke, a podcast by Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes where Paul George was the guest, and Paul George told those guys that he had an opportunity to get Anthony Davis to come to Indiana, but the Pacers front office wouldn't do it because they didn't believe they were a big big enough market to have two all-stars, and actually superstars at that time, in Anthony Davis and Paul George. And so now, Oladipo hasn't been really interested in staying with the Pacers, and the Pacers finally get him off of their team. And now, for the Rockets, this is super interesting because on paper, I kind of like this. I I actually, if you listen to my podcast for the past few years, I am a huge Victor Oladipo fan. Victor Oladipo, I promise you guys, I'm gonna tell you guys right here and right now, when he fully recovers from that injury, I think he is, but when he fully shakes off the rust and gets back to being acclimated to playing in NBA games, which he's starting to show, he's going to get back to that all-star NBA level that Victor Oladipo used to be a couple years ago. He's that good. He's still that good. But my thing is this. Oladipo is going to be an unrestricted free agent this upcoming offseason in 2021. The Rockets and Steven Silas need to do whatever they possibly can to make Oladipo feel like that guy and keep him in Houston because on one hand, you can be happy with the Rockets because they got rid of a disgruntled superstar, James Harden, and in return, they got what they wanted. Raphael Stone and the Rockets, they wanted draft picks for the future. But at the same time, is an all-star player. Oladipo can help the Rockets get to the playoffs. I know they've had a rough start. You know, James Harden quit on them. The rest of the teammates weren't able to, you know, put together their chemistry. But with Harden gone and Oladipo in the mix in a new franchise, in a new city, if they're able to get Oladipo to buy into what they're trying to do, the Rockets could be really, really good. From John Wall, Oladipo, Eric Gordon, they're probably gonna end up trading P.J. Tucker, but DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood... This team is really solid. Ben McLemore, Daniel House, the Rockets have a lot of really good pieces. And so far this season, Oladipo has looked really good as a member of the Indiana Pacers. But in Houston, he should automatically, the first day he gets down there and attends a practice, he should automatically be told by Steven Silas that, hey, you're our guy. We are putting the keys in your hand and we're going to go as far as you take us. And I know Christian Wood is an up and coming star, and he's probably gonna be in Houston for a very long time. But right now, Victor Oladipo is the best player on the Houston Rockets. Make him as happy as possible and make him able to work alongside John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, and the rest of the Houston Rockets team. Because this team could be really good. It's just about Steven Salas finally putting it together. And I think he will because they got rid of James Harden, who was a guy that simply did not want to be there. So I'm actually not too you know, displeased with what the Houston Rockets did in this trade because they had to get rid of James Harden, especially after what he said last night. They just had to get rid of him. And again, they got Dante Exum. He's okay. Rodion Cruises is a three-point shooter. He can knock down shots. And they and they got their first round draft pick. So that's that's good for the Rockets. But let's go to Indiana and talk about the Indiana Pacers. In this deal, they acquired Karis LeVert and the second round pick in 2023. And I just want to say this is probably the perfect scenario if you're Karis LeVert. And for the Indiana Pacers, this is a really good pickup for you guys because you got rid of a guy in Victor Oladipo who simply did not want to be there. All respect and love for Victor Oladipo in Indiana because he went about it the right way. James Harden went about it the wrong way, but Victor Oladipo was quiet. He didn't say too much. I know there was some you know, reports coming out about him saying crazy things, but he handled it like a real professional and a true professional should. But for the Pacers, you got Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert is a rising all-star in this league. I promise you, he's shifty with the ball in his hands. He's a really good shot creator. He's good at getting separation when creating his shots. He has a step back. He has the pull back. He got the floater in the lane. He can dunk on you. He's a pretty good passer. The only real weakness in his game is that he hasn't really dedicated himself to playing defense, but when he does do that, he's going to be an all-star for multiple years. I promise you, this is a really good pickup for the Indiana Pacers who already have a really good core established from Malcolm Brogdon is really good. He's playing out of his mind this year. DeMontis Sabonis is an all-star caliber player. Aaron Holiday is their backup point guard. He's been playing good ever since he came into the league coming out of UCLA. You got Justin Holiday who's also really good as well. TJ Warren is hurt right now, but when he gets back, he's going to be really good. I don't know if they still have Jeremy Lamb or not, but he tore his ACL last year. If they can get him back fully healthy, that's a really good player as well. The Pacers have a lot of really good players. Edmond Sumner is nice. I like what the Pacers have, man. This is a really solid team. You can't forget that Miles Turner is playing his best basketball so far this season. So the Pacers have a really good core. And just like Oladipo in Houston, the head coach of the Pacers, I don't know why I cannot pronounce his name for, for the life of me, and I don't even want to try to. But however you say his name, as soon as Karis LeVert walks through those doors, they must hand him the keys and tell him that you are our number one option. You are the guy that is going to take us as far as you want to take us. Be our best player, and let's continue to get better and build up this Pacers organization. So I'm I'm really pleased with what the Pacers got out of this deal as they finally traded Victor Oladipo. But let's get to the last piece of this trade, the fourth and final team of this fourth, or excuse me, four-team trade, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs acquired Jared Allen, and they got Torian Prince. And I like both these pickups for the Cleveland Cavaliers because the Cavs, so far this season, give a lot of credit to Kobe Altman, the general manager, and the head coach, J.B. Bickerstaff. They've had a pretty good start to the season. I am a big fan of their young backcourt, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. I'm not going to talk about their nickname that Larry Nance gave them But they are a really good tandem. And I'm a big fan of Darius Garland. He was my pick to win most improved player this year. Colin Sexton is starting to emerge and find his footing in the NBA. That's a really good duo. Another player is Kevin Porter Jr. And I know he's currently not playing with the Cavaliers. He's been dealing with some off-the-court issues. But hopefully he's able to put it together and get the right people around him and get the right support system. Because Kevin Porter Jr. is another player that could be an all-star in the NBA if he puts it all together. He literally has a scoring package of James Harden. He's so elite at getting shot separation. He can hit shots off the dribble, off the catch. Whatever you need Kevin Porter Jr. to do when it comes to scoring, he can do it. But he just has to be in the right headspace. He's gotta put himself and surround himself around the right people and make sure that his circle is tight and get back onto the court, man, because he has so much talent. And it would be a shame to watch him put all that talent and just let it waste away kevin porter jr is a phenomenal player and then they just drafted isaac okoro andre drummond is pretty solid they got larry nance the Cavs have a lot of really good pieces and give a lot of credit to them because they could just be another terrible franchise and a lot of people think they are a terrible franchise but they've actually gotten some really good players over the past few years i like dylan windler out of belmont that's a really good player i think he's been hurt and he's had some issues but he's still a really good player but Getting Jared Allen is going to help them because he's automatically better than every single big man that the Cavs had on this roster before they got Jared Allen. He's a better shot blocker than Andre Drummond. He's better at rebounding. He's younger. He's more active. He's just all around better than all the things that those guys do for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they got JaVel McGee too. So they, they got some pretty good big men. And I do like the acquisition of Jared Allen on this team, and then Torian Prince is just a shooter, knockdown shooter, he's pretty good at defense, he's a solid player. So I'm not too mad at what the Cavs did. They they, they got what they got out of this deal, and they got they kind of got better. I'm gonna be honest. Getting Jared Allen helps them get better. So shout out to Cleveland, man. But all in all, I can say the only team that possibly could lose out on this deal is the Houston Rockets because. You don't know if Victor Oladipo is going to sign an extension to stay with the Rockets this upcoming offseason. He could easily leave. And me, personally, I think Oladipo wants to be closer to home. If you don't know, Oladipo is from the state of Maryland. That's on the East Coast. It's clear to me that he loves the East Coast. And honestly, I think he's trying to join the Miami Heat. But we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully, he's able to work things out with the Houston Rockets and be a really good piece to what they're trying to build down in Houston. But all in all, I can say this was a very exciting trade. I'm glad it happened. I am super excited to watch James Harden play alongside Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference. Three of the greatest scorers of the generation. No doubt about it. This is crazy. It's honestly ridiculous. I can't even think about it. I just can't wait to watch it in real life. I wanna see what it looks like. So it's gonna be interesting, man. Brooklyn Nets fans out there, be excited. It's crazy. But of course, too, though, because James Harden has been traded, the price of Bradley Beal and Zach Levine has officially gone up. Be on the lookout. Those are probably going to be the next couple of all-star type players to get traded from the team that they're currently on. And Kyle Lowry is another player to watch out for too. But of course, Kyle Lowry is much older than Bradley Beal and Zach Levine, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys so, so much if you made this far. Thank you for listening every single day, man. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist. Featured alongside a whole bunch of other really talented writers slash bloggers slash journalists. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Go follow us. Go like our stuff. Go retweet our stuff. I promise you, for all your sports news and needs, Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you guys. And also, I am also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really sports podcasters hosted by content creators Shout out to Nuts and Bull Sports, man. Again, please go check us out for all your sports news and needs. Nuts and Sports has you. But as always, man, this has been another episode of the Kevo Band's Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys stay safe, enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to you guys soon. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.